Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 101. Talking about taking a Royal Caribbean cruise is always a fun topic, and this week, I'm happy to welcome back Rob to the podcast, who just took a nine-night cruise on Liberty of the Seas. We'll talk about Rob's experience on board this Royal Caribbean ship, and what he thought about the onboard experience, the ports he visited, and a whole lot more. We also have your voicemails to play and emails to read, so here we go. I'm happy to welcome back to the podcast Rob Chang, who's back from his nine-night Liberty of the Seas, Bermuda, and Caribbean cruise. Rob, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back, Matt. I definitely have the uh, the, the after-cruise blues, but uh, but I am glad to be to talk to you about it. So that, that'll help a little bit. I know. There's nothing worse than the post-cruise depression. I mean, there's little things you can take solace in, like you have finally, once again, like normal internet speeds, and you can, like, you know, <laughs> send things quickly. And you can, I don't know, I, <laughs> I mean, then again, you're also throwing towels on the ground. Nobody picks them up. So it's kind of a, you know. Exactly. exactly- the, we came back in the first night. We were like, wait, we have to cook for ourselves? How do you do <laughs> <We're>, that? <laughs> the thing that always gets me is I get back from these cruises. And, you know, by like a couple days in, you start to really, you're not hungry anymore because you're constantly eating all throughout the cruise. <laughs> me. I'm just constantly eating. And it's like this feeling I, of like, by yeah. the end, it's like, I'm never going to be hungry again. As God is my witness, I'll never go hungry again. And um, <laughs> and, and you get home, and within like 30 minutes, I, I can, I'm starving. Is there a sandwich around here? What, what do I have to do to, for, for a buffet? Yeah, no, no, not that is there a sandwich, but is there a place where someone can just give me yes. a sandwich? Right? Not that I can make a sandwich. I don't want to make course. a sandwich. <laughs> and you know we were gone for so long because it was a total you know the pre-cruise and everything like that it was a total of 16 days we had made sure wow. that we cleaned our, our refrigerator out before we left so we came back we literally had an empty refrigerator so we we looked at each other we're like what can we do with two eggs and you know <laughs> that was it that's all we had like two eggs like, well, what, what are we going to do with that so yeah it's yeah, like no, MacGyver it kitchen yeah it was hilarious but uh, yeah so, definitely uh, uh so, yeah, it was a long cruise, but um, good. it was good. Well, you're, you're back now, and of course, one of the things you did for this cruise when you picked the, this Liberty of the Seas cruise, you wanted something longer. You, you mentioned in episode 95, uh, when, when you were uh, on here last, talking about your your kind of your pre-cruise preparation. You mentioned that you, you've been doing some shorter cruises, but you wanted something long this time. You wanted something that was really you know, going to allow you to enjoy the ship, enjoy the experience, and not feel like it's over in a flash. So how did it go, and was it mission accomplished in that regard? Oh, you know, I, I definitely wanted more. And nine days, even at nine days, it just felt like, oh, man, the last day. We, I didn't even do the flow rider. I had all this, had all these plans to, to do the whole flow rider. You know, um, they had this, uh, you know, the instructional thing, you know, I think it's like $69 for a whole hour, you know. And, um, and I remember the first day I, I went to, you know, to that booth up there and I said, hey, you know, when are the times to do the flow rider, you know, instruction, instructional thing? And, and they gave me the times and, and I never got around to do that. It just ran out of time. So it sounds I like want Rob, more. The only... I want more, Matt. <laughs> it sounds like the only thing that's going to whet your appetite is going to be the when Ovation of the Seas comes out and it's going to do something similar that Quantum of the Seas did, a 53-night around-the-world cruise. That's what you need, essentially. Yes! Yes. <laughs> of course, of course. I, I don't know if I can afford it, but <laughs> yeah, yes. those are details. Yeah. Oh, minor details, minor details. I just, just you know, take a second on the house. Who cares? You know. Yeah, you know what? Foreclosures—they only affect your credit rating for <laughs> seven years, and then you're totally in the clear. <laughs> exactly. I I looked that up already, so I'm good, right? <laughs> yep. 
So let's talk about your Liberty of the Seas cruise here. You went to a number of different places. Actually, I want to mention to our listeners a big thank you to Rob. Rob sent me a copy of his Cruise Compass, which can be found on RollerCaribbeanBlog.com, so I'll be sure to link to that in our show notes here if you want to go check out all the different activities. If you're going on something similar or you just want to see what Rob was up to for nine nights, it's all listed there. So, Rob, let's talk. Let's start with your stateroom. It's an easy place to start. What what kind of stateroom did you have again? What category among our listeners? And also, what did you think of it? We had a promenade stateroom on the eighth floor. Uh, we actually had joining rooms, uh, 325 I guess 8325 eight, uh, eight, and 8327, um, and it was overlooking the promenade, and it actually worked out fantastic. And uh, we have two kids, 9 and, uh, and 9 and 5, like I, like I was talking about uh, in our previous discussion. Um, and uh, it was so nice to be able to close that door and just say, this is your space and this is our space. <laughs> Not that we don't love them. We just wanted some quiet, you know, some peace and quiet. So Absolutely. that was nice. You, you love your kids. You just don't want to be with them 24 hours a day. I get it. Exactly. Close that door and be like, bye-bye. See ya. Yeah. You know, here's they, the- would come to our, they would come to our room and, and jump in our bed and say, why are you here? Go back to your room. <laughs> now, Rob, the most common question I get <clears throat> about the uh, – promenade rooms and, and maybe i'm interested to hear your opinion people always say you know i'm worried about privacy because obviously you can see down into the promenade and people can see back into your room what was your take on that did you have any of those concerns i mean do you what was your take on the privacy issues if at all with the royal promenade staterooms definitely uh you know there was well, we had it we had a promenade state room in the uh, on the allure so uh we kind of ex- experienced that before the main thing is you know hey look if you come out of the shower make sure your windows you know you're covering you know your your curtains are covered right you know? yep. <laughs> but other than that i mean not a big deal you know it's it's no one's really looking into your room um, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. So ta- speaking about, you mentioned your kids. How did your kids enjoy the cruise? Were they Adventure Ocean all the time, sometime, none of the time? Well, you know, what, what was funny is uh, on the lure, they went, you know, a few times and, and enjoyed the, the, uh, themselves there. And that was actually one of the uh, points that we wanted to make sure that, you know, they had kind of the same, uh, uh, you know, offering on, on uh, the Liberty. But because there are so many things to do, and granted that our kids are just a little bit older now, they actually wanted to do the things that were offered, you know, throughout the cruise as opposed to, you know, jumping in the, you know, adventure, uh, yeah, adventure ocean. So, oh, so they, they didn't go the in there. Stuff in the in the cruise compass instead. Yeah, they didn't. They, they actually didn't go. We went in there. Well, okay, take that back. We went in there to register, and and I said, hey kids, you want to go in there now? And they said, no, 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 we want to go to and some other event or something, you know. And we never went back, you know, and that was it. So. Yeah, I can't. I, so I can't, you know, give any, uh, you know, any uh, opinions on that. So yeah. Okay. Hey, was, that, well, that's hey, it. Worked out though. As long as you guys have a good time, it doesn't really matter, right? Exactly. Exactly. Cool. So let's talk about some of the activities on board. What were some of the things that stood out in your mind, Rob, as really fun things that you enjoyed on Liberty of the Seas? Well, we had the uh, the the DreamWorks characters on there, so. Um, uh, we had the DreamWorks breakfast, you know, which was a really neat thing the kids wanted to do. Um, there were, of course, the uh, um, the uh, the rock climbing. We did that. Um, there were uh, um, oh, ice skating, of course. We ice skated multiple times on on board. Um, of course, the shows were amazing. You know, from wow. uh, from yeah, Saturday Night uh, Fever to uh, um, gosh, there were the ice skating show. Uh, ice skating show was oh my gosh. Fabulous, hands down, one of the best ice skating shows we've seen. Um, gosh, uh, oh, uh, Savannah Jack, 
oh my gosh, I've got to give, I've got to mention him. He was so entertaining the whole night. He was just so fun. So who um, yeah, Sorry, who's Savannah Jack? I have never heard of this who? man before. You know, we'd never heard of him either. But uh, based on his bio and everything, he's written music for all kinds of different artists. Uh, uh, you know, and and yeah, and um, and uh, he just uh, went out there and just him and his group and just performed and. Oh, my daughter cried in one of his songs because he had, had called out uh, some of the uh, you know some of the you know older folks who uh, had been married for over sixty years, and there was three couples, and they came down, they danced. Oh, it was wonderful! It was absolutely wonderful. Yeah, cool. That's um, wonderful. And oh, by the way, there's this um, comedy slash bar singer, lounge singer kind of uh, act. Uh, guy's name is Matt E. And uh, it definitely more kind of an adult thing. I wouldn't you know invite kids to it <laughs> so our kids didn't go to but i caught a little bit of it and he's hilarious oh my gosh the guy's so wow. funny yeah so he was funny too so a lot of great so many great things on that on, on the liberty and we didn't do them all we didn't do everything there were so many other things that we didn't even do so yeah. <laughs> isn't that always the problem right you think you got plenty of time nine nights pff, we'll do everything eight times then you get to like night seven and you're like oh my gosh i still have like half the ship left to see yeah, there was a a belly flop contest, you know, that we caught on the allure. It was hilarious. We didn't get to see it on the on the Liberty because once again you're doing something else. Next thing you know, it happened already. You're like, oh great, you know. So yeah, <laughs> there's so many things to do. How about uh, specialty dining? Did you go to any of the specialty restaurants? We did. We did. Uh, we had um, reservations for for both uh, Chops and Portofino's. However, um, we only went to Chops and we didn't get a chance to go to Portofino's. We because we had it, we had um, found out that uh, Lobster Night was um, on the eighth night, and that was a night we had Portofinos, and we're like, I'm not missing lobster, so <laughs> we ended up canceling the Portofinos. But Chops <laughs> was fabulous. Oh, and of course, we went to Johnny Rockets. I, I, oh. I got to say something. Yeah, I, yes, I really got to say something. We okay. I you know before the cruise, I did so much research and everything, and listened to different podcasts and whatnot. And I remember listening to a podcast and someone just completely ripping Johnny Rockets on another ship. Yeah, and we didn't try Johnny Rockets on the Allure, but this time around, you know, we had this uh, you know this um, uh, the uh, buy one get one free thing you know on the uh, uh, on the gold card you know um, crown and crown, you know, and, crown anchor. and anchor. Right? And we said, okay, let's go to Johnny Rockets. We went, you know, and and. Um, my uh, my wife ordered a, a, a root uh, root root twenty uh, root twenty two I think uh, yeah um, burger or something like that and and uh, root sixty nine burger something like that and then um and then I ordered some you know burger as well and and I have to say the burgers were amazing like amazing wow. we had very low expectations to begin with but yeah. I my my wife actually said. And you know we live we live in L.A. where we've got uh, you know In and Out Burger and everything. We have Johnny Rockets here too, you know. Mm-hmm. But she says that was hands down the best burger she ever had. Wow, yeah, that's great to hear because you know, it's funny. I've had a love hate relationship with Johnny Rockets on Royal Caribbean. I went. I remember. I think I've been on Freedom of the Seas a number of times and thinking it wasn't that amazing. And then we went on Navigator the Seas. I thought the Johnny Rockets was really good there. So that's good to hear that on Liberty of the Seas that you had a really good experience there with with Johnny Rockets. That's that's amazing. How about the food in the? Yeah, I guess so. I'm not sure. How about the food in the main dining room? You know that was a hit hit or miss. Um, There were some nights uh, the the food was amazing. Uh, There was this um, lamb shank um, that was oh my gosh, it just melted in your mouth. It fell off the bone. Everything was fabulous. 
But there were some nights you, you know, you eat and go, oh, not so great, you know. Um, lobster night was fabulous. There was lobster and prime rib. That was really great. But yeah, there were some items that were, eh, you know. Oh, and by the way, you know, my, my, uh, well, you know, we went with um, my mother in law and her friends and things. And, and my mother in law actually is a vegetarian. Oh. And I have to say, she was very disappointed that there weren't more vegetarian selection. Every night there was usually one, but the one was honestly not very good. And, and she got bored of it. And she actually hit the windjammer, which she liked a lot better. So, yeah, they have a lot of selections up there. My, my advice to, well, it's too late for your mother-in-law, but in general, anyone listening to this who is a vegetarian or a vegan, perhaps, there are vegetarian options on the menu, but you should feel free to also talk to the head waiter about other options because one isn't enough. I mean, even as someone like you, me and you, Rob, when we eat meat, you know, yeah. if you imagine just having one item on the menu to choose from, right? I mean, you like to have yeah. a little variety, you know, you don't want just one thing. So uh, you should well, absolutely talk to the yeah. head waiter and see if they can arrange something, you know, tell them what you're interested in or what you like. And, you know, in advance, and then they can help hopefully work with you in terms of getting something that's more to your liking. Well, I have to say I did that for her and he wasn't much help. I mean, his oh, option really? was, yeah, his option was, well, we can do, a you know, a, a, a marinara spaghetti, you know, or something like that. And she was like, blah, you know, <laughs> so it was literally like tomatoes and, and pasta, you know, she, I, yep. yeah, so she wasn't too happy with that. But like I said, she hit the windjammer and she just was like, oh, the windjammer's got sushi and got this and got that, you know, so it was, she was happy with that, so. Good. Well, yeah. as long as she's happy in the end, that's all that matters. Uh, let's talk about the places you visited, some of the islands. Let's start with the most important one, of course, Labadee. And for those uh, listening at home, Rob is actually drinking as we speak from his uh, Labadoozy cup. So did you have a good time in Labadee? Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Matt, for recommending to get that cabana. Wow. Okay, so like you said, you have to go reserve it beforehand unless you have a suite, you know, but if you don't like, you know, like, like we didn't, you know, and, um, you'd have to go on there right when you board to, to get to that excursion desk and put your name on the list. We didn't get on board until about one o'clock, you know, coming from Manhattan, the traffic and whatnot. So yep. by the time we boarded, it was about one o'clock and I went to hit the, you know, I went to the excursion desk and I seriously thought there's no way I'm going to get one at one o'clock. And I literally got the last one. The guy says, oh, my gosh, there's one left. You know, and I said, sign me up. So we got the last uh-huh. one. Did he give he you – when you one. when you went there, did he give it to you like, like here, it is, you, here it is, you book it, you pay for it? Or did he put you on a he wait did. list and then you were later contacted? He did. He, well, what I asked him, I said, well, if there was no, none left, what would happen? And he said, oh, we put you on a wait list. He goes, but oh, there was one left. That's great. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Um, because mm-hmm. I would have thought I would have probably told you. Well, Rob, you probably be put on a wait list, and then later on, they'll let you know let the sweet people you know get more opportunity. But hey, that worked out well for you. So that's great. News. I was thinking, yeah, no, I was I was completely expecting to be on the wait list, so it, it really worked out. So thank you, Matt. Really wonderful time. And, oh, and I'll tell pleasure. you, real quick thing about Labadoo, uh, Labadoo, um Labadee uh, Cabana <laughs> is that once you get it. You know, I mean, people think, oh my gosh, two hundred fifty dollars, and was two fifty, you know, and and uh, you, know, you know, it's really expensive to be, you know, sitting on the beach. Really, you're sitting on, you're you're right next to the beach with everyone else. I mean, you're you know, just a ramp away, or you know, um, but on the other hand, they are, you know, they provide you with the water. They got uh, bottles and bottles of Evian water in, a, in an ice cooler. You know, yep. you you don't have to lug your 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 towels down from the ship. Um, they give you the uh, floaty mats. And an additional thing that I found out this time, having small kids, 
is they wanted the play toys, you know, the the sand play toys and things. And um, the the guy, the uh, the uh, I guess the porter that helped us or whatever you you know the assistant that helped us there, he says, "Oh, you want play toys?" He goes, "Follow me." Took me to uh, the Adventure Ocean area out there, and he just said, "Hey, look, these guys have a cabana." And they want play toys, and they open up their, you know, their 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 chest of toys, and they said, "Whatever you want, and take it," because you have a cabana. Yeah, so that was really a neat kind of bonus that I had no idea that was offered. So, grab a bunch of toys, and they just had a blast. And oh, and of course, having a cabana, you could bring your lunch in there, you can eat away from the crowd, you know. And uh, the guy comes by, and he, you know, whatever you want, he'll he bring for you, and oh, it was, it was wonderful. Yeah, that's great to hear. I'm glad I, I enjoyed my time and every time I've stayed in the cabana, I, I agree with that. I think it's well worth the money, especially for a family. It's it's a great little way to splurge. Yes, absolutely. And once we, you know, people were asking us how much it costs and things. And once we were telling some of the families that were asking us, they were like, "Oh man, that's a great deal." You know, how do you get it? You know, and so I was explaining to them and things like that. So yeah, it really is a good deal. Good. Did you shamelessly plug the podcast? Yeah. Everywhere I went. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me the answer. Be like, you got to listen to the podcast now. It's that's great. right. I'm glad. I'm glad you're able to share your information with other people. And hey, it's it's better to be informed. So that's that's wonderful. And it's glad that worked out. The other island you you stepped out a lot of places, but I want to talk about Bermuda. It's something I don't think we've talked a whole lot about on this podcast. And I wanted to get your take. What did you guys do in Bermuda, and how did you like it, and would you recommend it? Yes, definitely. Here's the problem with that we had on uh, at Bermuda is that um, it rained. All the way up until about noon. We were there from, I want to say, 8, 9 o'clock until about 3.30. Um, and uh, it rained all the way until noon. I mean, it, and not just like sprinkling. I mean, it was hard, hard rain. Um, some people who went down. Yeah, it was a down by. But people uh, who went down said that they literally had to come back because they couldn't even pass the, the dock area. It was just it wow. was windy and everything. But all of a sudden, it hit like noon, and the sun came out. It was absolutely beautiful. Everyone just rushed out, you know, off the ship, and we had we, we headed directly for the bus. And this is this is something you know, I was researching and things, and I found out that you know you used to hop on a bus and you you could get out to you know some of the uh, the more popular beaches, and one of them was um, uh, Horseshoe Bay, which had the uh, the pink sand and everything. So we got out there, uh, had a fabulous you know three hours, actually about two and a half hours, because we figured we had to get back from the ship. And I'll tell you, real quick story is. The bus that the bus that was taking us from Horseshoe Bay back to back to uh, the port broke down twice. Oh no! Twice. And so by the time we got on the second bus and you know off to off to the port, it arrived at three thirty-five. We were the last ones, and there was actually a group of people who were left behind, and that we thought were actually left behind. Fortunately, they took a, a taxi and got to the port on time too. But it was yeah, it was crazy, crazy. But it was wow. fun. It was real fun. It was an adventure. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> you can laugh about it because you weren't left behind. Otherwise, it would have been terrible. Exactly. But yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm glad it worked out though. And and Rob, it sounds like you guys had a great time on there. Thank you so much for for sharing your your vacation with all of us and, and giving some good information. Oh, you're quite welcome, well, 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 welcome, Matt. But I have to say one last thing before I let you go. I have to. Thank you for your um, Puerto Rico podcast that you had um, and talking about how to, you know, kind of conquer it, you know, uh, on, on a short notice because we only had like about four hours there. And you said start at the top and work your way down. And we did that. We went to um, uh, uh, um, the Fort um, Cristobal. And we San went Cristobal. Yep. Yeah. Went from there and we just walked our way down. And because of you, Matt, I had a great time there. 
had a had a mafungo, and uh, of course that was the the the, the word of the day. So, <laughs> <laughs> man, you're you you are Rob. You you are a man after my own heart. You drink labadoozies. You enjoy you love labadee, and you eat mafungo. I mean, there's not much more I can ask. Best listener of the year award goes right to you. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Matt. I'd like to start this part of the podcast out with some thank yous. First and foremost, we had last week our 100th episode live show. I want to say thank you to everybody who tuned into that. It was so much fun. Of course, you could hear it in last week's episode, episode 100, where we had a lot of great phone calls, a lot of good discussion about Royal Caribbean in general, and I just had a blast doing it. I couldn't believe when we reached an hour. It just flew by. I felt like I was only talking for about five minutes, but it was such a great time, and it's because of you that it was such a huge success. So thank you, everybody who checked us out there. That was that was really a lot of fun. And of course, every week, I like to make sure we say a big thank you to everybody who leaves great comments on iTunes. It's just a great way to help grow the podcast, let other people know about it, because of course, if you share that you like it, iTunes will be like, oh, a lot of people like this podcast. Perhaps others will enjoy it as well and help spread the word. And of course, we've got, uh, if you take the time to write the reviews, I'll take time to read them. We have two this week. First is from TravelBug813MKB. What a username. The Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast is a wealth of information, especially for a new to Royal Cruiser. I've enjoyed catching up on the podcast while preparing for a sailing this coming November. Matt is always a pleasure to listen to, and he comes off as a professional but approachable. I've learned a lot from listener question segments at each episode, but I appreciate the format so that I quickly access the content of the segment and listen to the questions if I have time. Keep the great work. Hope others find and enjoy this podcast as well. That was very nice. Thank you. We also have a review from Cruising with Susan. That's a great name. <laughs> I am a Royal Caribbean cruise addict, and this podcast has given me so much good information for my planning. Matt is knowledgeable and has great insights into cruising Royal Caribbean. I am planning a group cruise in the near future and have told my fellow cruisers to listen to Matt's podcast to find out more information. With many first-time cruisers going, his various podcasts will help answer some of their questions. That's great. And you know what, Susan, I'm glad you brought that up because, not that you're shamelessly plugging the podcast, which I definitely appreciate, but... I love that we can operate on different levels here. You can be absolutely brand new to Royal Caribbean, and we can talk about you know topics that are going to be appealing to you, and also dive into the real hardcore, um, you know, veteran Royal Caribbean stuff, and kind of share tips as well. And, and it's a communal thing. That's the other thing, right? Because we get people to call in, and email, in with tips, and I, I just love it. So it's wonderful, and that's going to lead me. Our, our listeners into our next segment because as many of you know we have a voicemail line which you can call anytime by the way uh, 408-6-ROYAL-6 that's 408-676-9256 it's a voicemail you can talk about whatever you want and I've got two voicemails to play for you this week so let's get started right here hey Matt congratulations on your 100th episode tonight this is Beth who just finished up that 15 day cruise on the transatlantic it's also my birthday so what a great day to celebrate all sorts of things and congratulations, and I look forward to the next 100 podcasts. Thank you very much, Beth. Of course, we had Beth on the podcast in episode 96. She was on that Serenade of the Seas cruise that she alluded to, and uh, we previewed and reviewed her cruise on there, and she was last on episode 96, and uh, that's really nice that I was able to... In fact, Beth was just one of a few people who were able to call in during the live show and that we that we had had on other ep- podcast episodes, including Rob, who called in in episode 100 before his appearance here on this week's episode. So it's very cool that we get people who come to the podcast and still come back and say hello. And again, 
don't be strangers. I love hearing from everybody and kind of, you know, just just touching base and even just best voicemail right there. Just saying hello. That's wonderful. I love it. We've got one more voicemail to play. Let's hear it right now. Oh, yes. Hi, my name is Connie. And I'm calling in to give the caller who was interested in some tips on St. Kitts. Actually, the best thing that we found was to hang around the port. There's so many shops right at the port. And back to chair, I think that's how you pronounce it, back to cherry. But anyway, they've got the cheapest liquor. <laughs> and it is just amazing. Everyone kind of camps out around there and, and has drinks and uh, frequents the local shops that are there. There's a beer called Caribs. It's very cheap and very good. So that's one of the things that you could um, look into. Also, as far as touring goes, Sanford Gray has the greatest tours that you will find. She's so knowledgeable about the whole entire island. And, you know, it's from its beginnings up until the present day. And can give you the history of everything. So, again, it's called the Sanford Gray Tours. And if you Google it, you'll get a telephone number. And if you wanted to um, look up his website, you can do that as well and schedule from there. So I just wanted to give the callers some uh, insight on that. Good luck. And how you cruising? That was great, Connie, and I appreciate you calling in and sharing with us the tip about St. Kitts. Uh, you know, I love just sharing tips in general, and obviously if other listeners can help other listeners, because I don't know the answers to everything, that's just wonderful that we can get a kind of a community here to help each other out and kind of share, uh, you know, the information that we know. Because we've, I think together, we all kind of have a good idea of uh, you know all the ins and outs of not only a Royal Caribbean cruise, but the ports we're visiting. And to be able to share that kind of information together here, I love it. I think it's really wonderful that we can all get together and do that. So thank you, Connie, for coming in there and, and sharing your expertise here about the island of St. Kitts. I learned something about it. And I'm, I actually wrote some notes down for when I go to St. Kitts. So that way I'll have uh, I'll know exactly what to do. I love that there's a very inexpensive liquor. That's a very that's usually a good thing about a port, if you can say that. So wonderful to hear. Thank you again for the voicemail. And uh, let's jump into our emails this week. Our first email this week comes from Vanessa Olson. Vanessa sent me this message on Facebook and says, Hey, Matt, I've been listening to your blog and love it. I'm hoping that you will be able to answer my question. Royal Caribbean stopped cruising to Mexico in 2010 on the Pacific side. Do you know if they will ever go back? Thanks again for the great podcast. So this is kind of the question of the year. I'm not sure how what the metaphor is there. But anyway, it's, it's a very common question, actually. And it's come up, I think, more recently. So Royal Caribbean and other cruise lines in general really pulled out of cruises on the west coast of the United States that went to Mexico. There was a lot of concerns about violence there. And I think the violence had subsided a little bit coming into 2015. There was a bit of a flare-up. A couple months ago, I remember reading some stuff about it. But Royal Caribbean has been kind of experimenting. You may or may not know there is a Jewel of the Seas, a couple cruises actually, not just one. There's a couple cruises going out of Los Angeles there. It's kind of a in-between cruise between its Alaska time and then when it goes down to Panama Canal. But they kind of, I think Royal Caribbean is kind of experimenting and it goes out of Los Angeles. It visits a lot of places in California. It does make a one-stop in Ensenada. I think that's just because they have to uh, for for. U.S. maritime law dictates they have to go outside the country, but hopefully this is going to lead to the return of more cruises on the West Coast because there's really nothing available there right now, especially if you're in west of the Mississippi. I mean, you've got to fly east or take an Alaska cruise. Of course, we shouldn't forget about that, but the Mexican Riviera at one time was a real 
hotbed of cruising. I mean, it was really up there with just, you know, just like any kind of Caribbean cruise, a cruise to uh, on the Pacific side of, the, of Mexico was just as, you know, desirable. And that's disappeared, literally. I mean, it just doesn't exist anymore. So do I think they'll ever go back? Absolutely. When is it going to be next year, two years from now? That's that's the question, and I'm not sure what that's going to be. It's, we're going to need to see an improvement of safety there because it's, what happens is, again, I hate to bring up the example of Tunisia, right? In North Africa, there was that shooting, unfortunate shooting with cruise ship passengers. The cruise industry as a whole wants to avoid any situation remotely like that. They cannot. It's terrible PR for them, and unfortunately, the media picks up on that kind of stuff uh, a lot. And so that kind of negative, if, there, if there's even a hint of that kind of stuff, they'll pull out of these ports because there's other cruise ports to go to and there's just no reason to take that kind of a risk. And it's not just a financial decision. They also care about your safety. It's in their best interest for you to be very, very safe. So again, this goes back to they have to feel confident that where they're going, where their ships are going is going to be a safe environment. And hopefully that'll be sometime soon, Vanessa, although I, I wish I could give you a better date as to when. It has been quite a while. But I think they're due to return there. So hopefully we'll see that again soon. We have a uh, next email. It's from Chris Doc LC on the boards. Of course, we have a Chris on a couple episodes as well. And Chris writes, great tips on the episode regarding Alaska. I've been twice in with everything that was said. Layers are the key when packing, as it is often cold in the mornings when you get off the ship, but can get quite warm by mid-afternoon. One of my fondest memories is playing in the snow with my son at the top of Mount Roberts Tramway in Juneau in a t-shirt as it was warm, about 75 degrees, although it did not start out that way when we first got off the ship. My only other bit of advice, especially for those with a balcony, is to pack a good pair of binoculars. You'd be surprised how much there is to see off in the distance, especially everything from waterfalls to wildlife. I'm headed out in Berlin to the seas on Iceland, Norway in July, and believe the same rules apply to this itinerary as well. See you on the live show. Chris, that was great. Love the tips. And again, the more tips you have, you don't. Have to, we always answer emails. That's great. You know, if you got questions, hey, I'm here to help. But if you've got tips as well, if you've got a, a shore excursion like we had earlier with, with Connie or, or Chris here with an example of some stuff that might be some suggestions to do in port or just taking you know a particular itinerary, I love that. I love sharing that information. So if you've got it, email me, matt, M-H-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com. We'll put it on the show and share with other people because it's just, I think it's, it's all helpful. It's helping me just as much as helping you guys. So... I, I, that's my goal. It's just, again, this podcast is for you. Anyway, we can do that. Let's make it happen. Next, we have an email from Alan who writes, I'm back from my May 2nd sailing aboard Oasis and Seas. Just wanted to let you know the ship ended up showing the Pacquiao Mayweather fight live in the Aqua Theater as well as the stateroom. Wow, there you go. This came to as a surprise to all of us. Imagine sailing somewhere in the middle of the Caribbean Sea and watching a live pay-per-view event in high definition. Hats off to Royal Caribbean and its engineers for pulling up such a feat. Needless to say, my family and I had an unforgettable time aboard the Oasis and were sad when the cruise was over. To help us get over the post-cruise blues, I spent some time putting together a short video of the trip so we can relive some of the memories. If you'd like to watch the video, you can check it out on YouTube. And you know what, Alan? I'm going to post your YouTube video in our show notes today. So if you go to royalcreamblog.com, and I remember, and you go down to the bottom, you're going to see uh, Alan's video there, and you can check it out and get a little virtual break not only just audio from listening to this podcast but also get uh alan's video break for you as well so that's awesome thank you alan thank you for uh chiming back in about your experience and that's great to hear that a, a huge event like the pacquiao mayweather fight was able to be shown essentially for free on board that's wonderful i probably wouldn't have bet that was gonna happen but that's wonderful that they that they did that so i love that all right let's go to our next email 
And our email is from Susan, who writes, Listening to the latest podcast, I have a great idea for a short excursion in St. Thomas. We've been to Coral World twice and loved it. We've gone for the helmet dive, amazing adventure, but there was so much more to do there. There is a great family place with so much for the little ones. There are sea creatures to pet, iguanas to watch, a sea lion show. Now our 27-year-old wants one. <laughs> Exotic birds to feed or just walk around the beautiful grounds. I've attached a few pictures from our there last time. The website is coralworldvi.com. Wow, Susan, that's a great suggestion. Thank you so much for that. You know, it's funny. We were actually looking at this the other day. We were looking at different excursions to do there. I'm not sure what we're going to do. I like this idea for Coral World. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Maybe we will have to check that out. The one thing I wanted to try, which seemed like a really cool thing, is the Skyway. That's something that I, I spotted actually on Royal Caribbean's excursions. And everything I've read online so far indicates actually if you book it through Royal Caribbean, it's actually cheaper than booking on your own, which is like boggles my mind in many different ways. But on top of it, it's kind of one of those things you can do at any time. You essentially buy a ticket. And then you just go whenever. It's basically this gondola or cable car that goes from the ground all the way up this mountain in St. Thomas. It's supposed to give you amazing views. And I think it'd be perfect for, you know, my family because obviously we have a we're traveling with a four year old and a six month old. So mobility in terms of being able to, you know, we're not gonna be hiking or doing anything with a six month old let alone the four-year-old, let alone me. <laughs> but, you know, it's got to be something that's to be family-friendly, and I think that would be a really fun thing to do. But that's only going to take about, you know, maybe an hour or two of my day, so there's still plenty else to do. And we'd like to do a beach thing. I was just going to head back to Megan's Bay, but maybe Coral World is the way to go. I mean, that's what we'll look into. So, Susan, thank you. This is playing in perfectly to our theme for this uh, episode's questions because we're getting able to – everyone's sharing these ideas. I love it. So this is wonderful. Thank you so much, Susan. We have another tip. Wow, I swear these are just in a row. I didn't curate these. We have an email from Quentin who writes, Hey, Matt, when we booked our Anthem of the Seas Cruise, we paid $1,729 per person, but we transferred our booking to a travel agent who saved us an additional $350 plus they gave us a $50 onboard credit bonus. So sometimes it pays to shop around and prices on the Royal Caribbean website aren't always the best deal to keep with the great work. I couldn't agree more. I love using travel agents to book my travel. They give you great service. And they can often save you a lot of money, and onboard credit is just one way they can do that for you. So that's wonderful to hear they were able to do that. And remember, if you book a cruise with Royal Caribbean directly, you can always transfer it to a travel agent if you decide later on you want to do that. I would recommend probably starting out in the beginning to maximize your value for that. But if you decide later on you find a travel agent you really like or you want to try it out, hey, you can still do it. It's not too late to be able to do that. You just, they just transfer the reservation. There's, it's seamless. And then they take it over, and then you can work with them. And that's wonderful. They were able to save you some money there. So thank you very much, Quentin. And our last email this week comes from Blake. writes, I'll be sailing on Liberty Seas, departing Galveston on November 22nd, 2015. I would like to know if there is a chef's table restaurant on that cruise. Unfortunately, Blake, there is not. You've got uh, Johnny Rockets, Chops Grill, and Portofino. There is no chef's table experience on there. As of the recording of this podcast, but things could change in the future, but I'm not sure for your cruise that's going to happen. But, you know, there's some really good choices, though. I mean, I love look, Chops is wonderful, and por- I always like Portofino. I don't, well, it's not necessarily the, I don't think Portofino is necessarily the fan favorite across the board that perhaps Chops is, but I've always enjoyed it. I always like their kind of northern Italian take on Italian. <laughs> it's it's just, I, I like their motif, and it's, it's a really fun uh, experience. And I'll share my story about, to round out this episode here, uh, I think I've told this on the podcast before. I was at, we ate a Portofino on Freedom of the Seas, and we get there, we sit down. I had actually, before the meal, I had talked to the maitre d', and we had a good conversation, you know, telling him about the blog, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So we sit down, I have the whole meal. At the end of the meal, we get the bill, 
and it had it was for zero dollars and zero cents and i i was like shocked i looked at my wife who was sitting there with me and i said i don't know it's a mistake i don't know should i say something i don't i don't know i don't why why is this happening i i, I can't imagine why why is it supposed to be it's supposed to be a cover charge and of course me thinking i'm you know, <laughs> giving myself more credit than I probably deserve. I'm like, well, maybe the Major D was so impressed by my fact that I'm a blocker, he gave me the free meal, and it's like, well, I guess my reputation precedes me. Or maybe someone bought me a gift. I don't know. You know, and and I, w- but I was all proud of myself. I was like, well, you know what? Pat myself on the back, Matt. Good job. Yeah, you, you earned that free meal. And then about, I think the next day, I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh wait, I forgot I had booked the reservation online before and thus I had prepaid for the meal and thus there Matt got no recognition <laughs> it was just I completely forgot but for about a couple hours I thought I was really hot stuff there so <laughs> so remember the key is to remember if you make reservations at these restaurants and you prepay so you, you know it's not confusing later <laughs> so, I love the story I can laugh at myself but it's uh I can laugh at it now because it's funny anyway Thank you all so much for the emails. It's always fun to be able to read them. And of course, if you got an email, a question, a suggestion, a shore excursion suggestion, uh, a tip, if you think I'm playing wrong about something, I want to hear about it. In fact, everything on your mind about Royal Caribbean, if you just want to say hello, that's cool too. You can, of course, email us, M-A-T-T at royalcaribbeanblog.com. M-A-T-T at royalcaribbeanblog.com. We'll read them on here. It's so much fun. So... Once again, I want to thank everyone for joining us this week. Great episode. Looking forward to having more coming up here in the future. So until next time, I'm Matt Hochberg, and we'll talk again soon.